0: them breakfast show with your hosts lyle and lawson
1: yo what's up you're with the double l team lyle and lawson but for some reason lyle is taller and bigger (laughs) and and unwiser and unwiser
0: and unwiser and bold do you know that i'm actually not lyle Oh, and I'm like, really? Yeah, I know it's a little bit awkward. Um, last minute, <laughs> I,
1: I was absolutely confused. last
0: minute substitution, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's been a wild, wild ride for a while. Yeah, because the poor man is drooling right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, and that's one way of saying that he got his wisdom teeth pulled. That, that's right.
0: Went in there. Found out that those, uh, those little feller, that little feller was disinfected, impacted. I don't know what's going on exactly. Yeah. But the dentist was like, let's rip this baby out right yeah. now. Yeah. And then Lyle got it out. But the problem is Lyle uh, did not respond well to oh. losing all that wisdom because he's so wise. Yeah. But then once that now, was removed, like, you can't you just, even you can't even read. Just anymore. like the rest of us now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just one of the one of the simpletons like the rest of mm. us now, where all that wisdom is gone. I wonder if we could keep that tooth and sell it on eBay.
1: Oh, the the wisdom of Lyle South. Yeah, having for sale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey,
0: do you want to be a good preacher? We could use this as a fundraiser for Faith FM. <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I who wants to who buy wants Lyle's? To buy tooth? Who
0: is, no, not just dude. Who wants to buy Lyle's wisdom? That's how we gotta we gotta okay. sell this thing. We're Lyle's raising money on wisdom. Faith FM. You can purchase Lyle's wisdom yourself. We're gonna raise money for Faith
1: FM. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM.
0: Positively different here with Blake and Lawson while Lyle is recovering
1: from a drooling injury. Mm-hmm. With the wisdom tooth removed. That's right. He's less wise, but he's less, well, right now he's in pain. Less but he'll mobile, be, too. He'll he be, looks he... like a chipmunk. Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah. His face would be so fat. <laughs> Can we dab pics? Surely she does. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm I'm ready to see. But you guys should be ready because we are going to have our first question for the quiz. And guys, our text line works again. We've sorted out the new system. It's all good. It's all ready to go. And you have the ability. What's it not working? It wasn't. Wow, that guy's face is wide. Dude, we, we have photos with we, the little with the beard with too. The beard as well. got Actually, he eyes. just looks like Santa. <laughs> He's just got but like, but a little bit like more in shape. That's like a lot more, like a lot more in, like shape. A lot like, more like in shape. Significantly like a, like a completely different body type. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, hey, you have the opportunity to text us and get your name in for our amazing prize. I'm going to tell you what it is just after I tell you this first question. I'm excited. Who does the Bible say is an example of patience? Who does the Bible say is an example of patience? patience 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one if you do you'll go into the draw to win our prize for this week which is the amazing incredible bible study companion set conflict of the ages do you want a book a five set a five book set of commentaries from genesis to revelation yeah, that, that just tell you everything.
0: Well, I actually have this book. You, oh, oh this whole no, set I, is literally my favorite like set that I own. I
1: don't own the I own all these books but not in this set. I own I have some like some like printings of these books from like the early 1900s hundred. Yeah,
0: but th- but I'm saying this particular this set, set is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's, the it, bomb. it's really good. I it really It is
1: incredible. It. Yeah. We'll give it to you absolutely for free provided you win the draw, and to get in the draw, you have to answer these questions correctly. 0491 064 669. Call or text, who does the Bible say is an example of patience? Okay. Let us I, I know. actually
0: don't know that one. I'm I'm really like trying to process. I was thinking, so So it's a a who, it's not a what.
1: I have a friend uh, named Patience.
0: (laughs) I was actually thinking I know someone.
1: I know someone named Patience. (laughs) What
0: if they text, Patience, my friend?
1: (laughs) Shout out African Christian naming conventions because that's just how it goes. You know, if you're like really like a Mm, lot of Christian blessings, blessings, Patience, memory, Uh, Thanksgiving. I
0: mean, well. I know that sounds weird in in American or in, in American.
1: Oh, in, wow. in, in the American in language yeah. yeah
0: no in in the English language uh, uh They're not named Thanksgiving, but like there's people who are named like Tino Tindo or something, which is like, we are thankful. Yeah. You know, so I hope I said that right. That's right.
1: Shout out those people. But hey, you're listening to the breakfast show. Oh, I just want to quickly talk about, I went to an amazing Christmas concert last night at the Warner's Bay, 7th Adventist Church, and I sang there too. I sang some songs and it was, it was cool. I didn't get thrown tomatoes out or anything like that. So it was, it was good. It was a good time, and I everyone really enjoyed it. And I was just reminded, spend time with people celebrating Jesus, oh, please. And during this Christmas time, you know, we're coming up on Saturday. You know, church is going to be open all over the place. Find a local church and go and celebrate uh, the the first advent of I, Jesus. I
0: think it'll be on Christmas Eve, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the, right. The 24th. And then, you know, the 25th Sunday, that'll be Christmas. I'll be getting together with my family and eating lots of food. But, uh, yeah, dude, spend time celebrating Jesus. Amen. The reason of what, for the season. Amen. Because of what he's done. Now, in other news, uh, <laughs> monumental U.S. legislation has just been past uh, that was sparked from television controversy now Ooh. i've never seen this show but i saw the memes and i saw a lot of things about it um it's called tiger king okay so yeah, it's 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 a bit it's a bit gnarly, and we're not recommending that you go and watch it. But it's essentially about you know a few characters, and it revolves around um a, a, a basically a, a storyline that revolves around these characters and whatnot. This is a true story, but also um the exploitation of tigers and of big cats. Like that's yeah. one of the biggest talking points of the show, and this show actually sparked the passing of the big cat, the big cat. Public Safety Act in the US. The Big Cat. Public, public Safety
0: S- Act. BCPS. Okay. Yeah, that's right. The
1: BCPSA. Okay. The big uh, cat uh, public safety. So Act. essentially what this is saying, it's making it illegal to have big cat species as pets along with the practice of cub petting. It also makes it illegal for members of the public to have close contact with the animals, including bottle feeding or hand handing any cubs.
0: Really? So so that's like essentially like the bread and butter for, well, Tiger King's in jail. Yeah. But like that kind of crew. That
1: kind of crew living in Florida. You <laughs> living know, the dream. <laughs> like this is federal legislation really? that essentially bans the practice of owning and using tigers. Right. For, and for all big cats. For, t- for all big cats for some level What do you of- got a
0: big house cat? And it's just like getting real fat. It well, it count. you know,
1: you can keep you can keep that going.
0: Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's fine.
1: <laughs> um this legislation obviously won't affect like approved zoos. Okay. So like there are, you know, if they're, if they're seen as like an approved zoo, but this is a the thing they have to keep it be kept in their legislation. Uh, legislation in their enclosure sorry <laughs> yikes they now, to- you listen to the law it's, here it's, tigers. Monday. <laughs> it's monday it's monday it's monday the legis- the legislation says that they have it's to be they have to be kept in their enclosures. so you can't go and pet them you can't go and feed them just like every other animal at the zoo pretty much
0: you know what you know what's crazy like i'm just realizing that like literally memes mm-hmm. have led to monumental legislation. That's right. Right. So, like, because Tiger King is like, there's just memes all over throughout yeah. Tiger King things. Yeah. It's all over the internet or whatever. But like that that wild story, and it is a wild story for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like murder mayhem, all sorts of crazy stuff all through that story. But like, you know what's really interesting is like now they've they've changed the the laws on that. So for any of our listeners who are thinking about getting into the big cat industry uh, in America doesn't look like it's going to happen out there you
1: know. <laughs> now. Do Gen- they have laws like that in Australia? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But I did want to have a conversation. Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 cool. and verse 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth now the Bible is saying here that we have dominion over the earth and Absolutely. we and we have the right to manage the earth uh, to enable the earth to you know continue to thrive and whatnot and that's and that looks like in many different forms you have like the example like like farming and and gardening is like a, a version of that subduing and having dominion over the earth and using the earth to Grow crops that we can then eat. Um, also, the practice of culling as well. When there's too many invasive species that kill other native species, we say, "Oh, well, it's the right thing to do uh, to cull that species so that you know there can be a balanced ecosystem." And that's our right, and that's our responsibility as humans who have been given dominion over the earth by God. Now, the question is, is this act of keeping and petting these cubs, is it really exploitation? And should we be disallowed from doing it? Interesting point. It's like, is this, like, is this outside? Now, again, people are going to make legislation not necessarily based on the Bible, but according to what the Bible says here, is the keeping of cubs and then, you know, because this is a business where you can come and feed the cubs and pet them and do all these kinds of things, is that over the threshold of animal abuse to the point where it should be banned? Like, we would say something that is definitely animal abuse is, like, hurting animals, like, beating them up for no reason and and making them, you know, fight or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely animal abuse. But keeping them as a tourist attraction and looking after them and feeding them, when we say that zoos are okay... But then it's like, oh, that next step. No, that's exploitation. But then my question is, I'm like, is it, is it really? I don't know a lot about this. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know about all the potentially terrible practices that go on behind the scenes or whatever it may be. Uh, but from what I've seen, like, for example, like they train dolphins to do tricks and dolphins love doing that stuff and you train dogs to do stuff and they love doing it like for the most part and we have the right as humans to subdue the earth and to subdue these animals and also to look after them and not abuse them but i'd love to know your thoughts 0491 064 669 what do you you think about this legislation you're listening to the breakfast Show podcast on faith fm positively different a little reminder that it's christmas time (laughs) <laughs> you just, if you didn't know, now you know. It's Christmas time. Hey, let's have another question for the quiz. Who visited Elizabeth before John the Baptist was born? 491 64 A Christmas question we've got here. 491 Who visited? Who visited Elizabeth before John the Baptist was born. And if you know the answer to that one, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing Bible study companion set, Conflict of the Ages. We've got the bangers in here. We've got patriarchs and prophets. We've got prophets and kings. The desire of ages. We've got the Acts of the Apostles and the Great Controversy. Literally a Bible commentary commentary series spanning from before the world began to after its destruction. And the beginning of eternity.
0: It, it's an amazing series. It's mm. probably as it, my favorite series of books in the world. Actually, mm. just throwing it out there. Mm. Um, and this particular print version of it is so
1: good. It's so good. It, it smells has, good. It has turned it so many people to Christ. And particularly the book Great Controversy, that book has touched so many all of these books, but especially that book, has touched so many hearts and so many lives and so many people have turned to God because of how clear its teaching is about, you know, what the Bible says about the future. People have turned to God and have become God-fearing followers because of it. But also, it's a fantastic resource to study as well. It's not only an evangelistic in the sense you can give it to someone and they, they can be touched, but you can read it and study it and see what is going to happen. 0491 Who visited Elizabeth before John the Baptist was born?
0: Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, uh-huh. but one receives the prize? Uh-huh. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable trophy or crown. Uh-huh. But we do. But we for an imperishable crown. That's uh-huh. from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 and Is 26. that
1: essentially saying that, Blake, you should come running with me?
0: <laughs> no. Uh, totally different. Um, and I'm <laughs> glad, glad you mentioned that. Uh, we're, well, I'm not doing that today. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, if you keep on asking, uh, either two things will happen. One, I'll get really annoyed and just just run away from you. Uh-huh. Um, or uh, the second thing, I'll cave in and eventually we'll go running. Together. Yes, okay. let's go. But I'm not. Uh, there you heard here first.
1: <laughs> we're eventually going to go running.
0: You heard it here first. It'll be big I'm news. Gonna, I'm gonna annoy, I'm gonna grind him down until yeah. finally he caves. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Good. Good to know. What I'm actually talking about is the world of sports. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy world. Mm-hmm. And it's Shell's favorite topic, uh, <laughs> producer Shell's favorite topic. <laughs> She's always wanting us to do more content on sports, mm-hmm. and so Shell today, <laughs> you're getting, <laughs> you're getting what you want. Actually, that's the exact opposite. Every time L- Lost and I want, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: every time Lost and I want to talk about sports, we're not allowed. But today, we're going to talk about two sports things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a messy day in Qatar. Uh-huh. Do you know why?
1: Because they won. Yeah. Yeah, because Argentina Argentina won. Yeah,
0: so Argentina, they're the winners of the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of am thinking to myself, like, do we know how many millions of dollars have gone into advertising?
1: Yeah, there was over a a billion people watching the game.
0: Okay, so we have a billion people watching the World Cup around the world. Mm -hmm. Tons of advertisement, you know, tons of money poured into the training, the... The development and building of all those mm-hmm. stadiums. The mm-hmm. I think we talked about this on the radio before. Six thousand people end up losing their lives mm-hmm. because of essentially human slavery. Mm-hmm. We looked at that more, and what was actually happening was they were getting migrant workers, t- removing their passports, forcing them to work, not giving their passports back under terrible living conditions. Yeah, they like living in like containers and not like a nice shipping container home because those are cool those are cool yeah Th- this is a this is hot like, a, like, an, like just like, an actual shipping
2: container
0: yeah oh, it's awful yeah i mean it's actually terrible so i i just think about like we put so much energy and effort into the world cup and like i'm not a big soccer guy but i you know a lot of my friends are just like going mad about, like, you know, we've seen this. It's so exciting. There's something
1: noble about sport in general, but I think especially when it comes to, like, the two biggest sports events in the world, the World Cup and the Olympics, you know, happening every four years. Uh, And the Super Bowl. And (laughs) Fair enough. Do not forget (laughs) the Super Bowl. Yeah, but
0: this... But that's only in America.
1: But this is the thing. It's like an American sport where they have teams and a draft. And I'm talking about, like, representing your country to then go in to, to fight to be the best in the world. It's like... It, it this this there's this level of nobility that's attached to it because it's like wow not only is it patriotic but these are the best of the best of the best in the best situation in the best it's circumstance true. and it's like yeah it, this is you know it's the ultimate you could say test Oh, you know, it's like really determining, oh, you know, who is the best, that kind of thing. It's like finding out what the human limit is in someone's ability to play soccer or, you know, if it's the Olympics, someone's ability to run or cycle or do something like that. There is a level of nobility to it, but simultaneously, as we're talking about, it's like, it's also a big money game. Oh, it's, a, that's what that it is. has hurt and killed a lot of people. It's kind of a crazy thought,
0: you know, like just from the ethical standpoint of like all those people who've lost their lives so that the world could, could could happen. Like it is a bit of, I don't know if the word is conundrum, but it's, it's a big deal. Like, Mm. and congratulations to Argentina. Mm-hmm. They fought hard. You know, They did what they had to do. They beat France. They beat Mbappe. Yeah, Mbappe. <laughs> he scored a hat trick, which yeah, is crazy. And he didn't score until, I think, after the 60th minute or something. Yeah. Like, it and was 2-0. Argentina's do you up. Know and how he long... scores
1: three goals. Do you know how long a soccer game goes for? I think it's 90 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, he scored in the 108th minute. So I don't understand. That's him. how much overtime there was. Oh got it, got because, it. Because so Because in, in, stoppage. No, so you know how in American sports when they have a stoppage they stop the clock? No. Oh, in logically. In <laughs> in soccer, when they have a stoppage, they just let the clock run and then just add it on at the end. Right.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. I've always wondered, I was like, I thought this thing ended at ninety minutes, you know. Yeah. Like but no, but we're still here. Apparently I was just looking at 108, I that's I a lot of stoppage.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but then I just saw, yeah, he scored in the hundred and eighth minute.
0: Yeah. And then it goes to penalty shots, uh, and Messi, who scored I think, in the game as well too. He, he scored twice. Yeah. And then also so it was three mm-hmm. three, right? They go to penalty shots and Argentina pulls it out for the victory. Mm. France devastated. Uh, Mbappe has solidified himself as really good, uh, and many are saying now that Messi is the GOAT.
1: Messi, this is like... Well, this is the one thing he has over Cristiano Ronaldo, who is like... Cristiano Ronaldo is more like the people's champ. Like he's very, very, very good. But yeah, Messi, like as a Champions League champion, as a club football champion, as a this champion, as a that champion, to now also be World Cup, a World Cup champion as well, and to lead it too. Like he, especially like he was, he was kind of load managing a little bit in the group stages, just like chilling. But then once he, once he got into the the quarters and the semis and now the finals, like he he scored a goal pretty much every game. And two in the final as well. Like he is, this is like goat status stuff. The the interesting thing about all that is like with, with sports,
0: you practice, you mm-hmm. put your time, your energy, your effort in, and you see results. You win or you lose. But mm-hmm. in the Christian walk, mm-hmm. like you can put in the time, the energy, the effort. You can practice. You can go out and share the gospel with people and you may never see the results. And it, it takes more, it takes more energy. It takes more effort. It takes more focus and drive to keep Mm. strong in the faith and Mm -hmm. to to really kind of put your faith on the forefront and saying hey we're going to go to places far off in in the world and also (laughs) across the street and we're going to share the gospel with people yeah it's just like one of those things that's so intangible you don't know the impact that you have on other people's lives like in sports you clearly know you win or you lose that's it Mm -hmm. that's how it works but in life Life is vastly more complex and especially the Christian faith and the walk. Mm. You don't know. And mm. so I, I just want to encourage our listeners, everyone who's listening right now, like mm. you don't know the impact that you have on other people, the way that you smile, the way you give somebody a high five, or or encourage them at work or in school. Mm. Whatever you're doing, like or and over the holiday season, as you go home spending time with friends and, and family. Make sure to be edifying, to build up, to spend time to bring people closer to God. Because that's what really matters at the end. Not these
1: trophies that are temporary. Yeah, that's right. But the trophies that last for eternity. Yeah, the, cra- the crown of righteousness in heaven. Amen. Yeah, there's so much more to fight for than just a, a, a cup that's going to burn. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That's very, right. very good. All right. You're we're going to have an, another question. Guys, get your answers in. You can text now. Before you get on the call, you can text. Who were Jacob's two wives? And you know what? I'll give you a bonus point if you can name the others. Jacob's extra two wives. I'll, I'll just give it to you. But who were Jacobs' two wives? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're welcome, producer Shell. Uh, no, she's, but she's she's kind of, like, she's kind of like
0: going. Were they
1: wives? Yeah, they were because they uh... consummated. So they were wives. Okay. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Who were, they were? They 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 weren't, but then they became. They were
0: definitely baby mamas.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we can agree on who that. were Jacob's two wives. <laughs> if you know the answer, you'll go into the, the running to win the Bible Study Companion Set Conflict of the Ages. This set actually has this story, and it goes into great and then detail. You can decide, and you can you can read all about it. You can see, you know, was that a good decision? And you'll read Patriarchs and Prophets, and you'll read about what it says, and you'll come to a pretty clear <laughs> conclusion as to whether it was that a good Maasen's idea right. <laughs> to marry two women, and then were related? Married two more women. So zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Who were Jacob's wives? Yeah, wild, wild times. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the
0: Bible, mm-hmm. actually, uh, we have some exciting news here. We have the new voice of the martyrs representative, Tony Benjamin, on the phone. Tony, can you hear us?
2: Yes, I can. Thank you well, for having me.
0: Welcome to Faith FM, Tony. How are you doing? Very well in yourself. Uh, so, when did you when did you start at Voice of the Martyrs?
2: Well, I've been there for uh, probably five years now. But, oh,
0: okay. Um, yes, yeah. Because I thought, if I was not mistaken, was it
2: Etienne before in the past? Yes, Etienne was before. Etienne was our general manager I'm the CEO. So, yeah. uh,
0: that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so you've been here the, You've been here for the long haul. I apologize. Okay, but this is the first time I'm getting to talk to you now, Tony. Can you give our listeners an understanding of what Voice of the Martyrs uh, is all about?
2: Yes, well, Voice of the Martyrs uh, is there to serve persecuted Christians around the world, and we work in 68 countries currently uh, where Christians are persecuted. Um, so that's generally what we do, yes. So
0: how can you serve these uh, persecuted Christians in all the 68 different countries that you're, that you're working in? How how does that work?
2: Well, we have 16 missions. Each of us operate independently. And um, for us in Australia, we look after about 25 or 26 countries. Wow. And we participate in the projects or the activity that many of the other missions uh, are working with and countries they're working in. So in that manner, we get to <clears throat> to cover 68 different countries.
0: So if that, uh, helped me to understand this, are those countries then geographically chosen in proximity to Australia? So this is Voice of the Martyrs Australia chapter. Are these a geographical location close to Australia, or is it just more random?
2: Well geographically close to Australia so we would look after Asia Southeast Asia uh, the Philippines Indonesia Vietnam India uh, the Middle East uh, these are some of the countries we would look after yeah.
0: Okay so it is it is uh, countries that are a little closer uh to uh to Australia geographically or in proximity at least Are there countries what what is some of the the closest countries that you looked after are are we looking after any uh, countries within the South Pacific region, or is yes. it more Southeast Asia?
2: No, we look after countries in the South Pacific. We look after uh, Fiji, uh, Vanuatu, Solomon Islands, PNG. Oh, and um, whilst there's no real persecution there yet, we find that the Chinese Communist Party tentacles reach far and wide there, which has been on the mainstream news. Where they purchasing ports and digging deep water ports like in PNG. In PNG currently is very hard to get anything into the ports because the Chinese control it. Really? In the Solomon, yes. In the Solomon Islands, we've heard what's happened recently where the Chinese have made big investment into the country and are supplying them with security with their police. And so on and so on. So the the Communist Party, and let me say it's not the Chinese um, per se, but the Communist Party arm of the Chinese government are definitely stretching their tentacles far and wide and into the South Pacific. So what Voice of the Martyrs does is we are a voice there and we create awareness of what persecution looks like so that people are aware of what to look out for Um within those countries and within that region
0: very interesting so we're seeing kind of the the impact of maybe not direct persecution happening here in the south pacific but what we're seeing is the reach of the communist party uh from china beginning to control which are pretty predominantly christian governments like you look at solomon islands you look at uh papua new guinea for sure and and fiji as well too these are from my experience, I've been to all those countries and and they're very pro-Christian, very Protestant Christian at that as well too. So are we seeing an impact from the communist influence that's coming into
2: those countries? We most definitely are. And if you look at um, Fiji, for example, used to be known as a Christian country. The constitution was changed about two or three years ago where they are now a secular country. Um, So that's changed the narrative considerably, and having some knowledge of what's going on in Fiji, we just had an election a few days ago, Um, and I'm not sure the result is out yet, which is going to be quite a significant result because I know that the church has been fighting back to try and regain its ground there um, because a lot of the ground has been lost and the constitution has been changed and so on and so on and so on.
0: I, You know, when you think about the voice of the martyrs and when I think about persecution, I've never actually until this moment right now thought about the impact or influence that secular governments have on the Christian persecution. I I, I know that I probably should. Now that I'm thinking about it out loud, I'm like, actually, that's where that persecution actually comes from. But kind of the slow burn that you see happening with the communist party reaching out. I love the analogy you use there of the tentacles. They're slowly reaching out. And the thing about tentacles is once they grasp on, they just slowly pull in until uh, their prey is devoured. So it's not a one-off thing that happens. The tentacles reach out and then pull back in. And we're seeing this happening as you're describing it uh, here in the South Pacific. Uh, Do we see any of this happening in Australia at all?
2: Well now that's the most interesting question you've asked thus far. And the short answer is yes. And you you talked about a slow burn, that's how communism works. It's a slow burn. If you look at um wanting to take God out of the schools, uh chaplaincy being challenged. These are this is a communist ideology that's creeping into our society. And in many other um examples of our communism is trying to infiltrate our country so should we be alarmed i would say yes we should be alarmed if you look at many of the things like abortion now where you know people are fighting to have the abortions rather than not and challenging governments that are saying no we shouldn't be unless it's really necessary All of these sorts of things are part of a communist ideology where they're trying to weaken our Western society and culture and point to the fact that their system is better because they do not have those problems. That's exactly what Xi Jinping is doing at the moment in saying, you have unrest there, we don't have it here. That's why they keep all of these things on the quiet. But if you look at China today and the latest information I received just this weekend is that... There's a a stirring and a murmuring and a resistance that's constantly growing against communist rule, even as we speak. And it started with COVID, and it spread even further, and the Chinese government are struggling to quell the uprising from within China. Mm -hmm. And that has always been the CCP's biggest fear, is an uprising from within, because that way they lose face and in their culture, they cannot lose face. So this is where this whole thing is bubbling along. Whether it will continue to bubble along and actually burst, we do not know. Only time will tell, I suppose. So
0: as Voice of the Martyrs, are you uh, directly involved with China as well too, or is that under a different mission?
2: No, we are. We are heavily invested in what goes on with Christians in China. And we support a lot of work in china we su- we pr- provide bibles, we support discipleship training work, frontline workers, and so on and so on and so on now I'm loath to give more detail than that for security reasons of course and um but uh, rest assured, we are heavily invested in what happens in China, all of it being underground, of course
0: with with that in mind, and if you can't share, I understand as well, too, because of the sensitivity of this and the nature of this topic. But, you know, I have personally seen a lot of social media uh, videos and information coming out of a really what I would consider an uprising. There's a pushback by the people in China who are they're finally standing up and saying no more. Like we we are done with what is taking place and what's happening what what are your thoughts on the that uprising that you have mentioned before? Like, is this really happening, or is this a social media hoax? Like, what what is the the nature of all of this, and and how is your involvement helping you understand what's happening?
2: Let me let me rephrase to give you the answer. What we're finding at the moment is if Christianity continues to grow as it is growing by the year twenty thirty. China will have more than 200 million Christians, which will make it the biggest Christian country in the world. Wow! So that's the pushback. The pushback is not done by an uprising or by standing up and resisting. The pushback is the way Christians are continually being faithful in sharing and spreading the gospel. That's how faith is growing. And that is even more alarming for the CCP because They want everybody to deem Xi Jinping as the head, whereas for us, Christ is the head. Amen. And that's where the resistance comes from. People push back against the whole CCP ideology there, and this is where the Christian faith is growing. And the more they try to pressure it, the better, the faster, the further, the wider it continues to grow. So the uprising wouldn't really be coming from Christians there. I think the uprising will be coming from your normal citizen that's really had enough of the pressure that's really squeezing the life out of them. in on every front, needless to say, Christians would have it worse than the average citizen because of all of the challenges that China do exert on Christians there. Um, but, you know, that, the resistance is happening and has been happening for years, but Christianity just continues to grow and flourish and thrive in China. It
0: reminds me of the imagery from a book called "Great Controversy" that talks about the early, uh, the early Christians. Uh, I think first, second mm-hmm. century Christians. That as as Satan led the governments to persecute, that the blood of the Christians of these martyrs spread like seed, and the Christian church grew at a rate that had never been seen before. And so as we see governments now, like the CCP and other you know um, governments that are oppressive as well too in this matter, we see the church growing in a way that we don't see uh, in other countries. Can you elaborate on that idea? Why, why is it that these churches grow so much in these oppressed countries?
2: Well, if you look at um, people following God's word to the letter, when we visit these countries and we ask how we can offer any help, they don't ask us to pray to stop the persecution. They go straight into God's word and they say, pray for us to be able to persevere and to overcome. That's their badge of honor, perseverance and overcoming. Not succumbing to it, overcoming it. And that is where the strength of their faith comes from. And, you know, in speaking to a colleague of mine in China not too long ago, he was saying, you know, we understand that we may have to die. But if it wasn't for those that have died before us, the Christian faith wouldn't be as strong as it is today. Amen. Now, that's 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 a, a mindset on a whole other level. It really Many is. of us don't understand that. And that's the average Christian. That's the mindset. So... You know, when I somebody would say, oh, so what um, denomination are you or, or that sort of thing, I say I don't believe in denomination because that divides us. We, I take my example from persecuted believers it go straight to God's word, and that is mm-hmm. what they listen to, that's what they practice, that's what they apply. And if we could only just do that, I think it would save, save us a lot of grief. Because they really rely solely on God's word. And the biggest call for us from the persecuted world is give us more Bibles and pray for us.
0: Tony, I just want to say on a personal level, thank you so much for sharing. There's, I have actually so many more questions. We're running out of time here today. But I just want to ask you live on the air. I hope it's okay. Can you come back and and do some more uh, information and more interviews with us because I just I have so many more questions that I just want to dive into. Would that be okay?
2: I'm more than happy to help anytime you need me.
0: Okay, Tony, we're gonna I'm gonna have producer Shell talk to you as well too. We're gonna get you back on uh, the phone, back into uh, here, at the Faith FM uh, radio booth, uh, and we really want to hear some more uh, information about what's happening in the world through Voice of the Martyrs and what's happening in the world with this the oppressive state of the world that we actually live in and i want to hear uh, some more stories about christ's success uh, in leading people to him
2: thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM